Welcome and thank you for joining us today at the Chai Academy. This is our 250th class. I, th I think it's uh, something like that. Anyway, um, so you can see previous classes and courses at thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. Um, you can also um, see this on YouTube and Spotify and Anchor. Uh, I also have a book called The Kabbalah of Life, which a lot of this is discussed in the book as well. So welcome, welcome. Today, as promised, we're going to talk about Judaism's definition of wisdom. See, it, my definition of wisdom, not Judaism's, my definition of wisdom is only as smart or only as wise, I guess, as, as I think I am, or you know, or the reverse, but, but, um, and, and likewise, where everybody has this, this, um, you know, definition of what wise is, what this is, what that is, but I think one of the best I've seen is from a great rabbi. His name is Ben Zoma. His name is actually Shimon Ben Zoma, but because there were four students in his class, all called Shimon, so they decided to call them by their, by a different name, by their last name. Ben Zoma, the son of Zoma. I think Zoma is the name of a place, actually. And he's mentioned in the Haggadah, if you remember, on Passover, it says, Rabbi Eliezer says, I'm like 70 years old. And, so, and then he quotes Ben Zoma. So Ben Zoma in the Mishnah, Mishnahic law, says, who is wise? And it has absolutely nothing to do with wisdom in terms of IQ. It has nothing to do with how scholarly you are. It has nothing to do with what other people say about you. But what it is, as Ben Zoma says, is do you internalize and do you integrate this wisdom? If you just look at something, read something, learn something, absorb something, but it's, it's at a superficial level, it's just an intellectual level, cold intellectual level, you know, and you can spit back facts and you can know the theory of relativity and the back of your mind, but it hasn't done anything to you. It hasn't changed you. It hasn't um, made a difference, right? Then, then you're not wise. You know, you can have, I think this is a rabbi who said this, that you can have a poor person who won millions of dollars in the lottery but they're still poor because they, they you know they, they they don't know what to do with this money and they and they feel poor and they they miserly and like like when they were poor so you you're not wise if if you don't really channel it into yourself and do and do the correct things with it highly so um it has nothing to do with, um, by the way, and, and we see this empirically, right? It's in, it, the, the evidence is there. You can have an extremely wise person who says stupid things, and not just once, it's not just a fluke, but it's time and time and time and time again. You have this wise person who just shoots off at the mouth and um, insults people or, or embarrasses people or says inappropriate things at the wrong time, and, and this person could be very wise could be very wise, but they haven't internalized 
their wisdom. It's just, um, you know, for them it's just sort of a hobby. And, um, and they're quick-witted. And they're quick-witted. So therefore, they take their God-given wisdom and they don't really internalize it. So that's the first thing. You have to in, in, internalize it. The, the wisdom you have has to change you. The wisdom you acquire has to change you. That's, that's an important component here. Um, you, um, and Benzoma is not telling you, he's not telling you that this is his definition of wisdom either. What he's telling you is these are the ways to inquire, acquire proper wisdom. So his advice is as follows. You have to appreciate what you've studied. Appreciation is already an emotional thing. If once again, if it's just if you study study something on intellectual basis, it's no good. You have to appreciate what you've studied. You have to have humility to be able to learn what you've studied and, and, and apply it. Not uh, I don't, but rather learn. Um, and personally, I have I have something that I try and learn something new every day. Do I internalize it every day? No, but I try and learn something every day. You have to have a thirst for knowledge, says Benzoma. You have to pursue truth and, and, and therefore not your ego, because here, if it's all about your ego, you're not gonna be open. You're not gonna be open to truth. You're going to be open to whatever your ego tells you to. So that's why humility is so incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, I'll tell you something. There is, in, in, in Judaism, the, the, um, if somebody's extremely scholarly, they don't call him a chacham, a wise person. But rather they, they call him, and this is this is common expression, a Talmud chacham. A student of wisdom you have to be constantly learn and you have to realize there are more there's more that you can learn from from the books and from others etc so you're a student you're not wise you're a student of the wise and that that is just it, it it's it's once again it's humility but it's an incredible incredible thing and um, and you have to be willing, as Benzoma says, to learn from anybody. Somebody could be lower than your, your, you know, your, your social uh, stature. Somebody could not be in your, you know, in your ec economic um, circle or your wise circle. Maybe you're a member of Mensa, and so therefore, you know, could you, could you, could you accept what somebody who's, you know, not a member of Mensa? Um, what they're what they're saying so it, it's you always have to realize you're a student and therefore because you're a student a student learns from mentors mentors has to be anybody and everybody everything and the Baal Shem Tov teaches us this that everything you learn everything you hear and see is a lesson some of it is to do to acquire to emulate and others are be stay away steer clear but you have to learn from everybody. And I'll tell you a fascinating story I heard. It was from, the, it's called the Helege Yid, the Holy Jew of Peshisha, something like that. And um, so he, he got married. He married this woman, and he was a, a, a student of wisdom. And he 
stayed by his parents for the in-laws for the first couple of years while he was finishing up his studies. You know, many people they they go to college, you know, for a couple of years. Here he was finishing up his maybe his uh, rabbinical ordination or something, um, or, or or something else. He was staying with his in-laws, and listen to this story. So he 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 writes he writes that. He noticed that his next, his parent, his in-laws next door neighbor, was a blacksmith. And the blacksmith got up every morning, very early. And at 7 a.m., the blacksmith was starting his trade. So this fellow said to himself, he was called the Halagi at the Holy Jew of Peshisha. This this fellow said to himself, "Wow, if this blacksmith can get up so early." and work for money, I need to get up even earlier because I am getting up to study Torah, God's wisdom, and to finish, you know, be, to become a rabbi, to become a leader. How much more so, it's not just money, how much more so should I get up earlier? And then he writes, that the blacksmith, when he sees me sitting on, on the front porch with a cup of java studying and he sees me that I've already started my studies at 6 a.m. the blacksmith said to himself wow wow look at this this guy this guy is is just simply you know he's, he's reading but it's so important to him that he gets up at 6 a.m. well I because it's money I'm gonna get up and start my work at 5.45 a.m. And finally they meet and they talk. And they realized, and, and he writes this, they realized that, that we learned from each other. I learned from him that you gotta be given over to your work. Um, and don't get a late start, get an early start. And by the way, it's a, it's a sign of a successful person. But, um, but he learned from me that there's more to life than work. So we learn from each other. And um, Ben Zoma in his Mishnah, when he says, who is wise? So he, he says, Halomed Mikol Adam, who learns from everybody and anybody. Everybody and anybody. So, and, 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 and the commentators explain as follows, that if all of a sudden you get somebody knock at your door and they're holding a telegram from the President of the United States or from the Queen of England. But their clothing leaves a lot to be desired. There's a stain, it doesn't fit, there's a tear, a tear torn jeans, which I'm told are very expensive. I'll tell, I, I will tear them for free um, or minimal. But, and so they deliver a, 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 um, a message to you by this telegram or this um, UPS or, or FedEx or whatever. And you say, wow, wow, I got this. I got this telegram from the queen, from the king, from the king of Spain, from the uh, prime minister of, of uh, England or whatever it may be. You pretty much nary a thought once you're reading this, who on earth gave it to you and how they were dressed. Really, just a fleeting thought, but nothing more. They said, so when, when somebody is there, they may not be your status. They may not 
dressed like you. They not they may not they may not match. Their clothing may not match. But then again, I was at a funeral yesterday, and there was the honor guard, and they didn't match either, and they were immaculately dressed. Um, and and learn from them. Forget how they look. There's a message here. Learn the message. What are they teaching you? Obviously, they have wisdom. Something you didn't know. So you you um. So 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 you learn. You know, I I, I met a woman this week who taught me something um, that I that I that I should have known, but I I guess I never pondered. And what she taught me was as follows. She said that when your child does something, you know, gets good scores on the test, or he he he, he um he competes and now he's in the the, the lacrosse club or the basketball uh, team, etc. Right. So, what you should say to you, what you should not tell your child says this woman, Javi. She says what you should not tell your child is, I am so proud of you. Because you're putting the focus on yourself. I am so proud of you. Sometimes I'm not proud of you. This time I'm proud of you. Because that's not the right thing to say. The correct thing to say is, I hope you are proud of yourself. It's such a subtle change, but it's so incredible. And I thank her. I thank her. Um, she also said something else, which I've heard before, which I do tell people. It says that, you know, people come over to you and they say, Rabbi, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and, and my loved one is still sick or my loved one is dying or I can't seem to get an answer out of God, etc. And I say to them, you have got an answer out of God. It may not have been the answer you wanted, but God did answer you. And many times, or sometimes, the answer is no. So it's not that, oh, he didn't answer my prayers. He did answer your prayers. So so um, just another, you know, and I heard this from somebody years ago, and it, it, it's, it's incredible. There was this um, very, very famous Hasidic Rebbe. His name was Zusha of Anipoli. Zusha of Anipoli, um, he, he, was, he was just a, an incredible person. And he once said the following, which is brilliant. He says, you can learn from anybody, anybody. It doesn't matter who it is, you can learn from. And you don't, they don't even have to speak, you can learn from their actions. So he was asked to explain. He says, you know what I've learned from a baby? He said, what have you learned from a baby? He says, I learned from a baby that a baby is never bored. Never bored, always doing something. If they're awake, they're doing something. They're sitting on the floor, they're playing with this. Or their eyes are looking around and they're looking at the Playmobil. Um, you know, whatever. A baby is never bored. A baby always tries to occupy itself. Baby, toddler. And a baby has no compunction about complaining, crying when he needs something. Instead of being a martyr and, and shutting up, and say, well, if they don't recognize, if they don't see my need, then forget it. If they're so obtuse that they cannot see what I need, then I'm not sharing it with them. Well, learn from a baby. A baby says, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry because I need something. I need to eat, I need a diaper change. I need to sleep, I need to, whatever it may be. And he says, and the third thing I learned from a baby is that 
when they have their needs met, they're content and they're happy. They don't regurgitate, well, I had to cry for five minutes before someone noticed me. They don't. They don't. They bear no grudge. They just move on and they're happy. So that's what he said about a baby. And, um, and, and um, just incredible. But then he went on and he says, you know what? A baby is one thing. But I've learned so much from a thief, a, a burglar. I, I, I've learned so much. From and he says, um, he says, for example, a a a, a thief, a, a, a um, cat burglar. He says that that um, it's very secret. Right? He doesn't he doesn't boast about it. He doesn't tell people what he's about to do. Right? He's, 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 um, he's modest. So we don't, every time we do something good, or every time we do something, we don't have to be the one that says, oh, you know what I did today? Or you know what good I did today? Or you know what mitzvah I did today? N not everybody has to know everything. Maimonides says, you know, anonymity is, is a great thing. So he says, that's one thing I've learned from the thief. The other thing I learned from the thief is that if if he's unsuccessful he doesn't give up his trade he would try again so he couldn't get into this person's remember this is a terrible thief he couldn't get into this person's house he says okay i gotta go to plan b i'm gonna try tomorrow night or thursday night and i'm gonna see if i can get it again or maybe um maybe i won't hit this house i'll hit another house so doesn't give up doesn't fold like a cheap camera and this is all Rebzusha from Anipani. Um, he's loyal. He doesn't give up his friends. Right? He doesn't rat out. He'll steal something. And it may be, it may be even smaller than he was. He thought he was going to get a big prize. But it turned out to be, instead of diamond earrings, they were ruby earrings. Not worth as much. He'll take them. He'll take them. He'll be content with them. Right, um, and um, and and he'll he'll um, you know he'll fence it just the same. And the last thing is he loves what he does. Loves what he does. Right, he, his adrenaline flows. He's not bored. He's not say oh, I I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But rather, he's always learning. He's always practicing his craft. And Rav Zusha says, I've learned from him. I've learned such a terrible, terrible, common thing that, um, that I've learned from him. And, and that's what Ben Zoma is saying. Learn from anybody. You can learn. By the, you can tell a lot about somebody. Not only by the way they talk, but the way they walk, the way they eat. You know, and you, once again, you learn what not to do. You learn what not to do. Um, and um, there's a story, another story, of Elimelech of Lezhensk, very, very famous rabbi. He wrote a book called the Noam Elimelech. And he tells, he tells a story about his neighbor, also called Elimelech. Say, rabbi, rabbi Elimelech was a Hasidic leader, but his neighbor was a furrier. Right? I know it's not so PC these days, but his neighbor was a, was a furrier. And what this neighbor did was basically he used to you know 
take skin these animals and make uh, you know make, make make coats and make scarves and make hats etc um, and um, and and he once heard his neighbor's wife it was at night time and his neighbor's wife said the far he overheard this he says his neighbor's wife it was nighttime and his neighbor says Ali Melech remember his name is Ali Melech too so he heard the name he listened in Ali Melech it's important that you fix the skins while the candles still burning and Eli Melech of Lezhensk, when he heard the wife of the furrier say that, his jaw dropped. And he said, oh my goodness, she's talking to me. And what she's saying is, I gotta fix the skin. The skin is external. I gotta fix my, my external issues. I have my inner issues. My spiritual soul is aligned with God. But am I a mensch? Am I a mensch? Am I a good person? Am I curt? Am I, you know, my, my, how am I with somebody else? With God, I'm fine. And while the candle's still burning, while I got my life in me, while my, while my soul is still in my body, let me fix it. So this was such a benign comment. But look what he learned from it. I gotta make sure to fix myself while the candle's still burning. So, so incredible. And, um, and, 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 you know, that, by the way, this is why these people are in the big leagues like this is because they hear something and they, they follow through with it and, and they, and they, you know, and, and they internalize it. And that's why they become wise. That's why they become wise. You know, there was, um, you know, the, the, the um, Baal Shem Tov, I said earlier, was said that life's lessons, you have to listen to everything. Everything you see, every interaction you have, it's because God is sending you a message. And you could see it every day and not realize the message and say, well, it's just a white car. Or white. But there's something there. Something there. So he once told this to somebody who, who did not appreciate the Hasidic movement. And the fellow said, you know, you're, you're taking this comment and you're really, you're, you're taking it out of context and you're, you're really, it's, it's hyperbole. You're, you're, you're exaggerating this whole concept. And the Bashanta said, no, I'm not. He says, yes, you are. And then this fellow leaves. I don't, I don't remember his name, but he leaves. And he, he um, as he's walking, this, this, this Gentile wagon driver, it says, excuse me, sir, can you help me upright the wagon? My wagon is tipped. I need help in pushing it up. So he looks, you know, his, his, uh, he looks at himself. He looks at what he's dressed in, you know, nice fur collared coat. Uh, fur, fur out, you know, and there's a nice fur on his coat and a nice color. And it's, uh, he's immaculately dressed as he should be. And he said, to the wagon driver, I'm sorry, I can't. And the wagon driver said, you can, but you won't. As soon as he heard that, he helped the fellow, 
and he runs back to the Bashemtov and 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 he said, I apologize because I just got a life lesson. Right? What this wagon driver taught me is that when I say to myself, I can't, I can't, I can't, or I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I can't tolerate this, it's nothing to do with can't. It's it's all about will or won't. So he says, Thank you, thank you for teaching the lesson. And Lenny's correct. You have to know how to interpret. You have to know how to interpret the, the, the lesson. I wrote something, um, an article a few weeks ago where I was in ShopRite and it was, um, it was, it was the holiday season. Christmas was around, you know, around the corner and the cashier, I said, I'm going to need a couple of reusable bags because I forgot. So the cashier said, um, do you want, do you mind the holiday bags, the Christmas bags? I said, well, whatever. So she looks up and she says to me, you don't celebrate Christmas. So why would you want Christmas bags? This is a, 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 a non-Jewish cashier. And I looked at her and I said, touche. Leave the bags for somebody who celebrates Christmas. I don't celebrate Christmas, so maybe it's not proper for a rabbi to walk out with, with and I said, whatever. It, to me, it was like, it was a little thing, and I and she taught me a lesson. She told me, "No, sir, be proud of who you are." And um, and I thanked her, and I saw her again this past Friday, and I thanked her again. I said, "You know, you 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 really you really taught me the concept of of being, you know, proud, and not just you know not just being, you know, just just." stand up for who you are, have pride in who you are. It doesn't mean it has to be at the expense of something else. Just be proud of who you are. And I thanked her. And and I don't know if I would have gotten that, that message um, and if I wouldn't have gotten learned that lesson, so to speak, if she didn't say something. And it didn't resonate within me. So yeah, when you hear something, you have to be you have to be really sensitive when you see something really sensitive, and especially if it's out of order, why did that person stop me? Why, why did this happen to me today? Right? And you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, what is the lesson? You know, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I heard him once say that he said that when you travel, even if you're only traveling for a few hours and you're coming back the same day, um, make sure you take your tefillin with you. Make sure to take candles with you, Friday night candles, because you never know. You may meet somebody who needs to put on tefillin that day. You may meet somebody who, who will be inspired to light the Shabbat candles, but they don't have it. So you make it easy, right? So you just don't know, and you just have to be sensitive to it. So that's the message. You want to be wise. You can be a Mensa. You can have 188 IQ. You can be one of the smartest people that ever lived, but you could be an idiot and not wise at all. Right? You could be, and, and, and you know, you just have to, you know, first of all, a lot of it is, is God-given, I believe. I believe that, that sometimes I'm asked a question and I answer the question and I thought, wow, that was a wise answer. And I realized it didn't come from me, it came through me. I was the messenger. Um, and and um, but 
if if you're if you're if you're not willing to learn from someone else and you you're not willing to humble yourself, um, then nobody can speak through you except you. If you're humble, then you can be God's messenger. If you're not humble, God's gonna avoid you like the plague. So I think that's a critical ingredient is is be 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 humble enough. Uh, be, be contrite enough to, to, to know that you're not the master of all wisdom, but rather it's spread out over many people. And try and pick up as many treasures, as many coins as you can, because it will shape your life for the better. Please feel free to share this thought, this comment, these comments. If you have a question you can or a comment please add it here um and um as far as the high academy right we we um we got to keep on growing it because i believe that we could um you know we could have we've we've grown it to a certain level but we've reached a a you know a plateau we could grow it more and reach many more people from all races all creeds all religions and just teach and that's my objective, and that's why I was put on earth for. So help me in my mission and your mission. Be well. Share this post, if you will. God bless.